sitting in a room talking about things. A very loose sense of the truth. Liberal. With Bourgeois and Maurice. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Liberal. God, it's been a while. It has been a while. And where are we today, Bourgeois? Today, Maurice Maurice, we are in the central reservation of the M25. Oh, that's one of my favourite places. It is beautiful. Careful. Watch that car. Oh, yeah. Be very careful. Okay. Um, just keep your hands by your side. Don't move and I think we'll be fine. Um, I wanted us to come here because I think it's nice to look at the world passing you by in fast and violent fashion. As you're doing nothing. As you're doing nothing, because I think that sort of symbolises how we approach life. Lazily and just passively. Exactly, hence why this episode of Liberal has taken us, I think, about four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to... No, it might even be longer than that. Might, might be longer. Well, it, we said we, it would be... Fortnightly. Fortnightly. And we've not done any of them within two weeks of each no. other. No, but I think that if our listeners out there were expecting consistency from us, they probably don't understand very us. much about <laughs> us. Because um, we don't like to... We, we don't want to patronise you by giving no. you what you expect. No. Because that's what the world does, and you should, you're better than that. You are. Um, so, you know, every random moment, you should be prepared for a podcast. Yeah. Or not... Be, don't be prepared for one. Don't, don't let this live live your life for you you know I hope that you haven't all been sitting there for the last four weeks I know that's what's awful because I think our listenership's pretty high it's enormous it is enormous we are interested to know what our listenership is so please do of course tweet us at Borge Maurice um, or or go on Facebook or um, send us uh, letters or Texters. text us, um, find us on Grinder. Anything, anything you want. Anything you Just want. Any sort of recognition that someone get us by Ouija board. Um, yeah, just let us know that someone's out there. That's one Are you out there? Person. Are you out there? Hello. Anyway, let's get on with let's the news. Let's get on with it. Here is the first thing we're gonna discuss. Hey, what's first? First thing I think we should talk about, Maurice Maurice, is partly why we have not been able to record a podcast for a while, is we have been in America. We've been, and they don't have microphones. Where they don't have podcasts they or microphones. Know. They don't um, have anything. They don't have anything. It's, it's, deve- it's disgusting. It's, it's very humbling when you go to yeah. a developing country. And you have to realise how much you have. Yeah. And how much other people don't have. Yeah. And that's what New York is like. New York, if, you, if you've never been... Don't just don't go. Well, there. go in. Go in about twenty-five years when they've finally got a financial system that works. Yeah, they've got houses. Unless you're prepared to barter with uh, your daughter or an animal of some kind, you won't be able to buy anything. There's no. no there's just no free trade or, or exchange. There's no method. At no, the it's, ma- it's, it's difficult. Just, it was yeah, difficult for us. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we tried our best. Um, we survived. I mean, and that's all you can hope for sometimes. I feel in a way what we can say is that we went to New York before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. When it was still kind of starting. <laughs> in those kind of early days. Yeah. yeah those halcyon and early days. But we, we did have a lovely time there. We did, despite of all of its setbacks as a, as a um, developing nation. Um, what, what happened? Well, we did a show. We did. They do have theatres. They do. Well, they have that. <laughs> we're going to con- the, carry the on with this conceit. Yeah. Then we'll, yeah. They, uh, and that was nice. Um, we did it for some people. They clapped. That was the end. It was. I enjoyed it. Did you? I did. I had a lovely time. Did you? I mean, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's good. I mean, that's that's a that's a step up from when we were performing in Brighton at the weekend, and yeah. I don't think you even knew you were there. 
Were we there? Or? We were there. Okay. We were in Brighton. But at least in New York, you remember you were there. Yeah. And you had a whatever time. Which yeah. Is, which is, know, yeah, something. All we can hope for. Um, we also saw some other shows when we were there. We saw Kiki and Herb. We did. Which was... I did feel emotion at that. I felt did a you? lot, yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. It was really quite something. Wow, that's a powerful show, isn't it? it I is. felt emotion because I'm, I'm in a I'm in a bracket. Do it. Drop that name. I was sitting next to Bjork. I was sitting next to Bjork watching Kiki and Herb and I felt the emotion of abject terror. I couldn't speak. No. At all. Are you kidding? Because I came over to you and said, oh my God, and you you didn't speak. I've never really had that with a celebrity before, but I couldn't actually speak to her. Partly, she couldn't talk back to me either because she had a lace mask over her whole face. (laughs) Her mouth was sort of glued shut. So that that contributed, but it was a strange experience. Yeah, Wow. Um, and whilst we were in America, there was lots of stuff on the TV about this whole, what's it called, president, malarkey. President, president Who's going to be the president? president well, Pre- not who's going to be the president, actually. Who's going to be the nominee to be the president for one of two parties. Yeah. Which, what do you think about democracy? Yeah. It's interesting. It's a questionable <laughs> concept, isn't it? That, that whole system. And it seems to me like... They have this whole primary race to give people some sense that they're voting for someone. So that there's a choice yeah. involved, but yeah. really, it's not that much. There's no choice, considering how many different choices of like cereal, for example, you could have in America. Yeah. Um, compared well, to how many choices you can have for president. Yes. I mean, the, when you think about it, the balance is weighed in a slightly different direction. I mean, cereals in some ways are the ultimate symbol of democracy, I guess, then. Personally, cereals are very important to me. What's your favourite? Well, that's a good question. I actually really enjoy um, Cheerios, which are quite a classic. And when we were in the States, um, obviously, as we've said, they have nothing, but they do have (laughs) peanut butter Cheerios. Pretty much everyone, that's what, that's the sort of staple, um, sort of peasant dish. Yeah. Like maize. Like maize. <laughs> yeah. Most uh, most of the American peoples, they eat uh, peanut butter Cheerios and they are really good. Okay. And if they, I'd love it if they could bring them over here, but they won't because we're too developed. We, well, Our yeah, we have, I think we have rules and like laws that don't, ingredients that they have in those. You can't just <laughs> eat chemicals in a bowl. You that's why I hate this country. Yeah. Well, that's why you're going to leave with Brexit. I am going to leave with Brexit. I'm, I'm Brexiting Britain. <laughs> Everyone should. Get out before they lock the doors and nobody can leave. <laughs> it's like when you're at a party and they say there's going to be a lock-in and you think, I'll stay for it. And then you discover the lock-in shit. And you're like, oh, I wish I could get out now. But you can't because you're locked in. That's it. Forever. That's, what's, that's what Brexit is, right? It's a lock-in. It's a lock-in. No one can come. No one can go. No, it's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. No one goes in and no one goes out. People do go in in the end. Um, yeah, but that legacy before they go in, okay. for many, many years, no one goes in, no one goes out. But if no one goes in, no one's going to come out. Oh, because Willy Wonka doesn't come out. But the question is, how does the factory keep running? Because ah, nobody goes, goes in. in. It's because he's going to that country and getting Oompa Loompas. But the Oompa Loompas go in, are they not? Well, this is the question, but nobody they're sees not them. Bodies. Nobody sees ah. them go in. Nobody se- You're asking a lot oh, of questions God. now. You've, re- <laughs> really? you've got to just... Get to, to grips with this got to stop analogy. Stop questioning everything. That's one of my problems. It is actually. one of your problems. It, it's a it's a really irritating. It's particularly as a woman, I think. It's it's not more, becoming. It's more irritating. <laughs> <coming out of laughs> my mouth. Um, 
Um, so yeah. what was that, America? That was America done. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> Another headline. Speaking of Americans. Oh, right. Azalea Banks. Ah. She's she, from that war-torn nation of, of New York. She's a lovely lady. <laughs> she's a great gal. She, she's been talking, well, not writing, which is always dangerous, um, but she did say some quite vile things. I mean, we've said some horrible things in our time. But, I and don't I, know if we've gone as far exactly. as that. Exactly. And I think there's... Um, but hers seemed to be pretty hate-filled. Hate-filled? Field, yeah, filled. Uh, filled with hate. Yeah, well, I think... I get the impression that she is um, insane. I think she's... I actually think she has got... I think people, there needs to be an intervention and not a let's take her off Twitter. That's not an intervention. No. Someone with serious mental health issues. Yeah. Did you see that tweet that, um, uh, oh my God, she's got her, her brain, her name's gone out of my head. I don't know who she Massive is. Massive gay icon. Bette Midler. Bette Midler. Tweeted today, she said, why does Azalea Banks get taken off Twitter and yet Donald Trump doesn't? given that they both really preach hate yeah. publicly in the written form. Um, I couldn't, because Azalea Banks issued an apology today about that. Yeah, she did, to the world. To the world, which seems a little disingenuous. <laughs> <Yeah>. And arrogant. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, Azalea, I'm pretty sure probably whole countries which have never even heard of you and yeah. didn't give two flying fucks about what you've said about someone in One Direction. But, get, get your point. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> You it should have been Dear Zane as well, probably. Probably Zane. Like, probably before you apologise to the world, apologise to the person that you said that stuff yeah. to. And I don't want to say what she said because it was so awful. I don't want it was to horrible. It. it was horrible. Um, I wonder if her apology means she's allowed to go back on Twitter and say things again. Is that what happens? I don't know how Twitter works. I don't know when you're allowed back on it. Maybe you have to go for some sort of asshole test. Are you still an asshole? Yes, it's a bit like on. It's a bit like when you go uh, and you fill in that visa thing to get into America and it says, are you a terrorist? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm a cabaret terrorist. Hey. Hey. That's, a, that's what they've described me as. So does that, that mean does I can't? Have, yeah. Do I have to declare that? But then I guess in a way, like if you don't ask the obvious questions, then if their terrorist does come in and then you said, well, you never asked. That's true. Then they, they haven't got a backup. Well, exactly. So that's why it should be uh, Azalea Banks, uh, are you an asshole? Yeah. No, not anymore. Or yes, yes, I am. I am still an asshole. Thank you for asking. Okay, well, thank you, Azalea. We can't let you back on Twitter yet. Um, if you could go away and perhaps learn to be less of an absolute catastrophic dick. Yeah. Then maybe we can. You can be a mild dick. Be a mild dick. A lot, a lot of people Many are mild, mild dicks, dicks on Twitter. It's a great place for cultivating mild dickery. Yeah. But I think when you become a colossal catastrophic racist, racist dick. Yeah. That's probably the chance mm. the time to stop. But, yeah, I've got nothing to add. No? I don't really, really know that much. I mean, she only had one song. I mean, I know we've had no songs, but... <laughs> <laughs> I went to see her after she released that first single, playing somewhere, and she was doing a headline show, and she did 20-minute set. Which, for a headline show, is quite short, it's quite isn't short. it? I mean, even by our standards, yeah. that's lazy. I mean, we did do a set in New York of about seven minutes. Did we? Where was that? 
Um, oh yeah, we did. I stopped it halfway through. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to be there. <laughs> there's an international, there's a special showbiz code of stopping a show halfway through where <laughs> one of us turns to the other one and just very, very slightly shakes their head. It's very, you won't even see it. It's very quick and very subtle. And it's a quick shake of the head and then those fingers yeah. come off Thanks that keyboard. Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen, and those of us who've been bored. We've been Good night, bye. <laughs> so maybe that's Azalea Banks did. She looks at the audience thought, you're a bunch of twats. Yeah, I'm out. Shook her head. about something more fun okay Eurovision oh what a laugh did you enjoy it well, I, knew, I only saw the results yeah me too I didn't watch any of the actual because <laughs> we were performing we, some of us were some earning of us a living to go out there and earn our daily bread um, but the winner was quite unexpected I think from was. what I understand she was unexpected it was a song about ethnic cleansing of Crimean Tartars yeah. under Joseph Stalin yeah I mean it's not a classic um to be honest, it's the sort of thing that we would write. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Actually, ABBA did win with Waterloo, and that was about a war. That is true. Yeah, they did win with Waterloo, didn't they? Yeah, they did win with Waterloo, but somehow Waterloo was a bit more fun. Fun war. Fun war. A bit older then. It was older. Yeah, it's those old, fun. olden day wars. They are. They're more. They're more of a laugh. They knew how to have a laugh with their wars back then. They did. They would dress them up in good costumes and. Yeah. And, and write things on parchment, and that just added a bit of a twist to it. Yeah, where well, I guess sort of ethnic cleansing less lol. Ethnic cleansing isn't generally great for comedy. No. Um, but I think that more and more it is going to become. Uh, you've got to give it a try. You've got to give things a try, and I think that probably what this will have done is to have brought it up there into the sort of mainstream comedy arena. Entertainment. And, and well, not just for comedy, but pop music. Um, yeah. I would hope that Justin Timberlake was there, wasn't he? So hopefully he'll be doing a, a song about a Holocaust song, a Holocaust song, something an upbeat, sexy Holocaust song from yeah, Justin yeah. Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Released in October 2016. Take to the shower. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> something just like really horrible. Yeah, but upbeat, upbeat. Um, I enjoyed. I did generally. I thought. Um, Graham Norton was very funny actually he always is isn't he he is he's good he's, he's very good yeah. he is funny um, and the, um, going back to the Ukrainian winner oh yeah um, I think she had dreadlocks did she I'm sure I saw a couple of dreadlocks she in was there. definitely wearing something that there was a bit trousers and skirt circa 2001 yeah there were there were sort of things going on which I really admire they like yeah. that because I mean, you know, otherwise people were dressed pretty dull I thought White T-shirts. What was the, the main presenter man? He won last year. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was the winner of last year. I thought he was supposed to be a homophobe. Oh, really? Yeah, wasn't he? He seemed pretty gay. Who was, exactly. Who was there? Wasn't there a winner who was... Homophobic? I mean, mm. you're really getting into the wrong competition. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't have that fact substantiated, but as always, never stopped me before. No, no. I mean, and as we say, this podcast comes completely... Free of any legal intervention, we haven't <laughs> yeah. had anything. To, we could be sued at any moment, and we are ready for it. We've got. We, our, we haven't got any money, so. We've got. Our, well, I've got my debit card here. Oh yeah. Do you take chip and pin? Can you, are you suing me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can you add a tip on that? Service charge. Yeah. Well, that's all right then. Um, anything else to say about that? About Eurovision. Yeah. UK didn't do that well. No, and I'm worried about that because what if now UK feels punished by Europe and then decides to Brexit? Hmm. Well, luckily, I don't think the UK really cares enough about Eurovision. No, that's the thing. 
Do you think that the people who watch and vote for Eurovision are registered to vote? Like, I imagine that the audience might be quite young as well, like they might not be 18. Mm. Maybe they'll feel like they've exercised their right to vote this year. Yeah, And they won't get involved in anything. No. And the thing that's nice about Eurovision is you can't vote for the UK. So in a way, you can only vote for Europe. Okay, yeah. So maybe that's helped people get in their minds when they go into the, the, the notion that oh, Europe exists. I can't vote for the U- for just being in the UK because that's not what exi- that's not what Europe did in Eurovision. Have to vote for another country, i.e. Europe. Yeah, and if we did Brexit, would we even be allowed into Eurovision? Probably, since they, since so, Australia is <laughs> and Israel and Israel and Azerbaijan. Yeah, they always do. They pull They're... out they pull out a song, Azerbaijan, for don't they? It's not a big country either, is it? No, but they've got some. Really, they really know how to work the synth. Yeah, they synthy do. Synthy string and a bit of and a glitter, glittery yeah. shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually quite like Russia this year as well. They had well, they did a good projection. A good projection thingy, Majig. Beyonce, yeah, eat your heart out, back off. But they came. Did they come second? No, they came third, didn't they? Yeah, they came pretty good. I didn't actually hear Australia's entry, but they did very well. They did very well. I think she had a very good voice. Ah, yeah, the Australian. Which is an interesting idea bringing to Eurovision, isn't it? A good voice, yes. Mm. They're going to bring those new ideas in, aren't they, Australia? I thought, of all, of all the vocal performances that have ever wowed me in Eurovision, I'd say Donald, not Donald, Duncan, what's his name? The Duck from oh, uh, Ireland. Dustin. Dustin. Dustin the Turkey. Dustin the Turkey. Yeah. Uh, he, he probably gave the he, greatest The greatest vocal, vocal performance, performance probably ever put on record. Yeah. Um, Quickly, before we finish Eurovision, can we yeah. just quickly give a heads up to yeah. the Australian presenter uh, who told, who gave... Oh, she was fantastic. She, <laughs> she really it. knocked it out of the park. She knocked she? it out of the park. And I think well, it might have even been the Ukrainian presenters did. Oh, the Ukrainian! They, they were, were. There was some fashion... Fashion. It was really happening. Well, who were the Ukrainian presenters? Because it was like... It was like Bourgeois Maurice in many ways. It was like a quiet, with the wombles. quiet lady who wasn't allowed to say anything. <laughs> and an extravagant man. Yeah. Oh. Who sort of looked a bit like they'd just crawled out of like a junk shop or something. Yeah, many, much like us. Via a catwalk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, anyway, loved it. I can hear water. Oh, bollocks, oh. they're flushing us out again. <sighs> They're trying to flush us out of the M25. Oh, well, we must... Well, we better move on to the next one. Crack on. Wrapping it up. Time for a bedtime headline with me and A bedtime headline. Sleepy bedtime headline. What's the bedtime headline, Maurice? Maurice? Well, it's actually one of two things, um, neither of which I know anything about. Okay, good. Well... Um, It's either going to be about corruption... Corruption. ...or... Jerry Horner Halliwell. Ah, two very linked issues. <laughs> Jerry Horner Halliwell, of course, being one of the uh, leading corrupt <laughs> Spice Girls. They were a corrupt organisation, but she really was the ringleader. She rang lead. She <laughs> rang lead. She took payments from anyone to influence the world through the music that they gave. Spice up your life. That was clearly funded by the curry industry. Yeah. That was, I believe, uh, whole plantations of spice fields were... Run by slaves. Yeah. Patax, I believe, Yeah. actually paid, paid the Spice Girls A to patax. release 
that mm. num- n- that song really? in order to increase their sales. And off the back of it, she um, was given lifetime supply of piccalilli. And I actually know that um, at Pataks, when they were they were slave children that were going out there and picking their chilies yeah. and they would have chilli oil rubbed in their eyes at night yes they would and Jerry Halliwell as she was then um, would administer it with, personally personally she flew over after every Spice Girls show and, and rubbed, rubbed spice in the children's eyes so that they couldn't see where they were to report it's awful it's very dark but um, yeah so Jerry Horner, she's changed her name now oh, to try sure. and escape the press. Yeah, well, because there's a huge manhunt out for her. Oh, yeah. So she married a Formula One racer or oh, something right. like that, or maybe I don't know what. And he then does. did an interview in the Guardian. Yeah, to try and keep a low profile. Um, and she, she comes across very well in the interview. Um, she thinks that Sophie's Choice is an upbeat fam, some sort of upbeat family film starring Robert De Niro. Um, Sophie's Choice, of course, being a film where Meryl Streep's character has to choose between which of her children she's going to send to Auschwitz to be gassed. Um, but again, much like as we were saying earlier with the Eurovision yeah. song, maybe there is, maybe she's onto something. Maybe ethnic cleansing has got more of a pop hook than we were, anyone's giving it credit for yeah, maybe at the moment. Maybe Jerry's ahead of us all, as always. Untapped potential, yeah. Um, and the corruption thing, it's good that that she is sort of back in the in the headlines because David Cameron is organising an anti-corruption summit here in the UK. Yes, has it happened or it's happening? I or think it's going to happen. I think happen. it's going to happen. Right. Um, and the reason I know this mm. is because um, previously nobody really knew it was happening, oh. and I think it's it seems to me that it's very much David Cameron's project, and he wants people to know he's doing it because it makes him look very uncorrupt. It makes him look like a really transparent oh, good guy. Like, he's, oh, but right. he's double bluffing. A corrupt Aye. person wouldn't exactly. organise an anti-corruption. So he, he, hmm. he uh, was caught on camera, allegedly, um, uh, saying to the Queen and to the Archbishop of Canterbury and someone else who I can't remember, um, describing... David Peckham, he seems to be at places like that. Yeah, props. Um, describing what countries does he describe? Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, Nigeria, and Afghanistan, and Afghanistan as fantastically corrupt. And there was this conversation, and it kind of went viral. And everyone was like, "You, oh my God, David Cameron said this." Now, personally, I think that probably he said that on purpose in front of those uh-huh. cameras because then it got lots of coverage. So everyone now knows that he's having an anti-corruption summit, which they kind of previously didn't give a shit about. And I don't know but I'm pretty sure that if you put the Queen and the head of the church and the Prime Minister into a room cameras don't generally get uncontrolled access to Mm. them to be circling around with microphones switched on I'm pretty sure there would be at least 5,000 PRs there as well yeah but then also you are you're relying on those for a PR to be have the ability to do their job Ah, and no, that's <laughs> historically given our experience. They're not always known for their their aptitude. They're known for their ineptitude. Is aptitude a word? I suppose it must be if, if, inept- if ineptitude is a word. Because I wanted to say they're known for their something, but all I could think of was ineptitude. Well, I like it. Yeah. Can I just say that we've got a mirror right in front of us as we record this? We so have we a mirror quite in front of us. To all the time, I know, but we can really watch ourselves. And we're extraordinarily beautiful. I mean, look at that's that our faces. bag under my eye. It's One eye's got a bag. 
one eye's got a suitcase by the looks of things. Yeah, well, one eye's about to leave the building. <laughs> one eye's about to go and find another face to live on. <laughs> see you, mate. This one's shit. Um, what's happening tonight? We're going to go see Jinx Monsoon. We're going to go and see Jinx Monsoon at Soho Theatre. That'll be nice. Um, and I think that's it. And then we'll be back with some more insightful Don't insights. Don't count on it at any specific time. <laughs> no. It could be two weeks. It could be two years. We're, 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 we're working on a new show at the moment. It's called How to Save the World Without Really Trying. And this and, is how to make a podcast without doing it. And it, it's, it takes a lot of effort. And so we'll be back at some point. Bye. Love you. Two little freaks sitting in a room talking about things. A very loose sense of the truth. With Bourgeois and Maurice.